marking the 50th anniversary of the 1974 floods. Yeah, it's hard to believe, isn't it? Uh, Margaret Cook, she's a, uh, a Brisbane historian and author of the book A River with a City Problem, focusing on uh, Brisbane's three big floods. Margaret's on the line this morning. Good morning to you, Margaret. Good morning. Great to talk to you. You too, Margaret. Look, I I do remember it uh, rather well growing up in in Brisbane and especially back in those days, uh, Bulimba flooded heavily, yet in 2011 didn't seem to suffer from the floods. It it made a lot of changes in southeast Queensland, didn't it, like with Wyvernhoe Dam? It did. Uh, And, of course, as you mentioned, every flood is different. So just because one place floods doesn't mean it'll flood there again. And that makes it really hard. But yes, we did build Wyvernhoe Dam. It was planned before the 74 floods and then they fast-tracked it. And it has made a difference. It does reduce the height of the floods, but it can't stop them, unfortunately. What made the 1974 floods so bad? They were the worst we'd had to that date in terms of destruction. We'd had earlier floods in 1893, but then we'd had this very big gap. So lots of people have forgotten that we get floods. So that was a shock in itself that we could still get these enormous floods. And the damage was extensive and very expensive. And the city was crippled for a long time. And some of the changes, it took out highways, took out railways, it closed schools. It was really a devastating effect on the city that lasted for months. And uh, it was a, a very devastating in uh, the fact that we, we lost so many people, 16 fatalities. It's frightening, isn't it? It's a lot of people. It's more than we've lost in recent floods, which is a good thing. Um, and one of the big tragedies was the loss of uh, two lives in a, in a helicopter, in a RAF vehicle that was trying to rescue people, which is really sad. So that was in Bowery. But yes, 14 people died in Brisbane and two in Ipswich. So that's a lot of lives lost. And we need to remember that when we commemorate the floods that they are deadly events too. Yeah, I'm glad you, um, you mentioned Ipswich there because I'm from Ipswich and I experienced uh, the Brisbane floods from an Ipswich uh, point of view. But uh, Beanley, the Gold Coast was also affected. And of course, poor old Rock Lee, it was the hardest hit suburb. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm from Ipswich too, so I, I share your sense. I knew I liked you, Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> Ipswich was badly affected. It was underwater for three days because Ipswich water couldn't escape because the Brisbane River was so backed up. But you're right, it hit the Gold Coast, it went north, the Moreton Bay was damaged and there was um, there were incidences of Stradbroke Island. So it was really extensive what got damaged. Margaret, you talk about the floods and things that came afterwards. There was a plan put in place for green areas and sporting grounds because those were areas of floods. But nowadays we seem to have forgotten that and are still and we're putting buildings in areas that possibly shouldn't go. Yeah, that's one of the things that I'm really sad to see. I mean, when if you look at the area, say, Downing Park, there were houses there and they were brought back and that's a beautiful community space now that's very popular in the whole area. And for a while, we were very good about setting aside land, but that seems to be forgotten in the pressure to build houses and the city's getting so big, but we're compounding the problem every time we do that because we've got more people at risk every time. Margaret, I uh, I don't think any flood um, happens without having the oh the clean up happens without having the incredible mud army. But I do remember in 1974 uh, going along with my mum and dad to a couple of houses around the Chelmer area, 
And there was always something that someone could do to make someone's life a bit better. I remember my mum took home their linen so that they had clean linen to sleep on. And when she returned it all smelling fresh, the the lovely house owner, she cried on mum's shoulder because she had a nice clean bed to sleep in. Yeah, well, now we've got something in common because that was my job too. I was only five, but it was my job to hose that dirty linen that yeah, my dad brought. On the line. <laughs> yeah, so our linen went back to Jindalee. And, yes, mum says she remembers, often with some baking, and she remembers, that, you know, just the little things you can do that in that moment of just horrible mess and sorrow, you can brighten someone's lives very easily, can't you? And when we talk floods, we talk disaster, I think we automatically think the SES. But I understand yes. that they were only formed after the 74 floods. Yeah, they were. They were actually formed as a civil defence organisation in the 60s because we were worried about nuclear war. And then they were used in Cyclone Althea in 71 in Townsville. But they were sort of more of a dad's army at that stage. So people didn't really know when they told them to get out. They didn't actually listen because they didn't recognise their uniforms. So since 1975, we've had the people in orange, the SES, and we're so dependent on the work that they do. So that was a really big factor after the 74 floods that they became far more organised and such an important part of the flood story now. Yeah, the book is called A River with a City Problem and the author is Margaret Cook. Thank you so much for chatting to us this morning, Margaret. Thanks so much for having me along. Bye.